0: I'm Champagne Welcome to my show I'm Shadda Champagne Where we, Where we drink And lift each other up I'm Shadda Champagne Love is the answer Grace is the way Champagne We're anchored in hope The Shadda Champagne Show we keep the faith, entertainment, education, inspiration. Shady champagne, shady champagne. Welcome to the shady champagne show.
1: brand new episode of the Sade Champagne Show on Grindhard Radio and 57WLLE.net, The Beat of the City, and Raleigh, North Carolina. My theme song was produced by Alberto Morello, recorded and mixed by the Quakes, and written by me. For this week's episode, I have a very special guest. Tiffany Ann is a published author from Slidell, Louisiana. She is a married mother of four children who was born and raised in church. She is very active in her community. Since taking the leap to become a writer, Tiffany has avidly taken up reading again. Because she knows how difficult it can be starting out, she looks for authors with limited exposure. If she loves their work, she leaves reviews and spreads the word any way she can. I have to give her a very special introduction. Y'all, please help me welcome Tiffany Ann. <laughs>
2: Hey, I love Tiffany. it. I love how are applause. you?
1: I'm great. How are you? <laughs> Fantastic. You are worthy of all that and more, girl.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
1: <laughs> so I want to share with our listeners how you and I got connected and why I wanted to have you on my show. So we happen to go to the same church you just go there in person and i go there virtually all the way out in southern california and i didn't know that at the time i had no idea about who you were and you had you said that you had been hearing a lot about me through our pastor and whenever he would be whenever shout out to big bro greg henry whenever you would be you know he would be on an episode of my radio show or he was doing one of my radio conferences or something like that or i was coming to town and that you were usually always working or unavailable at the time, correct? Yes, yes. I was
2: crazy busy and it just never fell at the right time until this last time
1: that you came. Wow. And then you happened to read my book, which we'll go into this more. And I just was so encouraged and blessed by your review and just how my book touch your life and then also finding out that you're a published author yourself and obviously that's making also making sense to me why you connected with me so well and with you being a creative entrepreneurial and so I was like, you know what? I need to have Tiffany Ann on the show and I want to hear more of her story. So thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank you for having me. I've been like counting down the moments because I was so
2: excited. <laughs>
0: So
1: Tiffany, share with us, please, how did you first get your start in writing and when did you become a published author? And then as the second part of that question is, when did you know that you wanted this to be a large part of your life? So how and first did you you get your start in writing and becoming a published author and when did you know that you wanted this to be a large part of your life? Well, I started, I had this story just in my head
2: because I've always had trouble sleeping, So I would just tell myself the same story and just expand on it to go to sleep for two decades. And eventually I was like, you know what? I'd really like to see those words on paper, but I was doing it Mm -hmm. secretively. I didn't tell anyone because, you know, we get ashamed. We don't feel secure. We feel like we're not good enough. Right. So I didn't tell anyone Mm -hmm. I was doing it. And my oldest, my oldest daughter, she's 17 now. And I want to say, it was like two years ago, we got to talking about it, and it came up that I was doing this. And she was like, Mom, why aren't you going to try and get it published? And I was like, well, I don't know that anyone Mm. wants to read what I have to say. You know, those same feelings Mm. that we all deal with, that we're not good enough. Well, Mm -hmm. of course, she's not a reader, so she didn't read it, but she just knows me. And was like, Mom, you have Mm -hmm. to do it. So, Mm that one took me longer than any of the other ones to actually get on the paper because it was the first time I was trying it because I wasn't secure in what I was doing. But by October of last year, I was ready to hit the publish button on the self publishing mm-hmm. app. And I did it. I just took the chance. I was like, you know what? Wow. I- I'm never going to know if I don't try it. And mm-hmm. I hit submit and I've had, you know, my closest friends and family, they've read it. They love it. I'm still getting myself out there because, as anyone knows, it's not easy to have people discover you because, you know, publishing is not the same as it used to be. Even getting Mm -hmm. a traditional publisher can be a nightmare. Mm -hmm. And
0: Mm -hmm.
2: so I just was like, I'm going to take a chance. And after I put that first one out, After I wrote it, read it, started talking to other people, I knew that that's what I was supposed to do. Even if I'm the Mm -hmm. only one that ever reads them, it makes Mm -hmm. me happy doing it. And Mm -hmm. I I tell my husband, too, I'm like, you have to read the second book. He's not a reader either. either. And I'm like, you have to Mm -hmm. read the second one because that's where I feel like I started to shine because I was no longer in that I'm not good enough anymore. I felt... Mm -hmm. That peace, like, okay, God, you're with me. Strength to just take that that leap of faith, and you keep putting mm-hmm. things in my path, even though it's not it's not a get rich quick process. It's not mm-hmm. a overnight success. It's a journey, and I'm loving mm-hmm. this journey. You know, when I, have you made any money yet? I'm like, well, let's if we talk about how much has been put out and how much comes in. No, I'm not there yet. But the journey mm-hmm. is so much fun. Mm-hmm. You hear people say, if you do what you love, you'll never work, right? So mm-hmm. I still have to work my other job to, you know, take care of my family. But in between mm-hmm. all of that, I'm living life to the fullest for the first time. Wow. Because I'm doing what I've always wanted to do but was afraid to do. Does that make sense? Mm.
1: Yeah. That's amazing, I, Tiffany. I love that. <laughs> yes. yes, that is amazing, Tiffany. And I know so many people can relate to your story and to, can relate to your testimony, and that's another reason I wanted to have you on the show. I love that. Tell us about the books that you have out already and the stories behind them. Just give us some some good, juicy stuff about your books that are out.
2: Okay, so my background of things that I love, I love romance, but I also love science mm-hmm. fiction. Uh, I grew mm. up as a truckie. My mom loved Star Trek so Star Trek was always on in our house. So I just have always liked sci fi. But I like the human aspect of who we are. Human is good. And okay. so many times, you know, we make excuses over oh, the they're just human. You have to forgive them because they're just doing what's in their nature. But human is good. God loves humans. Okay. So I wanted my stories to have science fiction, but I still wanted them to be human. And I didn't want Mm. to do what everybody else was doing in the world, right? You have vampires, you have werewolves, you have aliens. I didn't want to go that route because it's constantly done. And even though I can enjoy any of those things, I didn't want to do that myself. But I still wanted romance. Mm. So I took a crazy myth where... You hear some people say we don't use our entire brains, And Mm -hmm. I know it's still myth that, you know, possibly we only use 10% of our brains. Maybe Mm -hmm. there's parts of our brains we've never tapped into. I'm not a scientist, Mm -hmm. but I was like, I'm going to roll with it. And so Mm -hmm. my characters have tapped into this mythological part of our brain that we don't use. And they're able Mm -hmm. to telepathically recognize their soulmate. So it's a love story, Mm. a feel-good, happily ever after. But I was going to make the first one. That was going to be it because that was the story Mm -hmm. that was in me. But by the time I got to the end, three more had burst inside of me. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is now going to be a series of four. So I started Mm -hmm. book two. And book two, they're all family. They're all from one family. They all have the Mm. same ability. Well, book two ends at the end, the main character's brother, and it's another love Mm -hmm. story. Well, by the end of book, I now had nine that had burst Mm -hmm. out of me. I was like, oh, now it's going to be nine. And book two took us on a journey. I tell everybody, because the first criticism I heard with book two was, your first two characters, they were so strong and they were so confident. And then Mm -hmm. my other two characters... Here you have two people who weren't strong, who doubted Mm. themselves, who were insecure. Mm -hmm. But the whole point was, Mm -hmm. together, they found that they were valuable and that
1: they had worked. Mm. And I was
2: like, you know, I'm sorry you didn't see that, but that was the point. You can't Mm -hmm. have the same personality with each character. So then Mm -hmm. by the third book, I had two characters who now had pain. He was my main mm. character as a widow, and he'd mm-hmm. already met his soulmate. So why would he be looking for another one? Because why would God destine us, destined us to find restoration that way? You know, I already spent part of my life with the person I was created for. Why is God going to mm-hmm. give me someone else? Well, God's a good mm. God, right? Mm-hmm. So send, God sends someone else into his path who is meant for him, Totally shakes up his world. She's a total mess. Has so much mess, so much behavioral issues, right? And she's all of the sudden thrown into this, I'm not worthy. Why in the world would I be blessed with this man? So that was mm. called the soulmate restoration, and it's about restoration. She has a daughter mm. who's 20 who... So the whole reason she doesn't get to be with her is because she screwed up when she was younger and allowed mm-hmm. her daughter, put her daughter in a situation where her daughter ends up being being raped by one of her boyfriends. So you mm-hmm. have these two characters who have things in their life, just like all of us, that make you feel mm-hmm. like I'm not good enough. I messed mm-hmm. up. I screwed up. Why would God restore mm-hmm. my life? So, I use it uh, in the romance aspect, right? And the one I'm uh-huh. working on, you have it's the soulmate healing. Because now I have uh, the daughter who was, you know, physically abused as a young child. She's uh-huh. now thrown into the mix with this family, and healing is coming for her. And so that one's still being written, and she's still seeing the whole side of I'm broken. I've been abused and finding healing. Why would someone love me when I've mm. just been chewed up and spit out? And mm-hmm. so, um, like I said, I'm using that love that love story, that happily ever after. I'm throwing that science fiction twist in it. But Greg even talks about how I'm sure it's got bits and pieces of her heart in it because it does. It has my heart for humanity.
0: Mm. It has my
2: heart mm-hmm. for how... Each, Every one of us, there's something in us that mm-hmm. God sees and, like, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. And that's where they are. There's going to be ten of them. Mm-hmm. Some of them will mm-hmm. go back to how it originally started all the way back during the Salem Witch Trials. That mm-hmm. one will take me a little bit longer to do, but I'm excited about mm-hmm. it. <laughs>
1: but, yeah, mm-hmm. so those are that's my wow. current series. <laughs> Wow, you could to- I could totally see like this being a mo- uh, this could be movies as you were talking about. I was like, man, <laughs> like novels. I'm seeing movies coming out of this, and that'd be so cool to see that happen one day. And so, just throwing it out there, and we'll see what you and God do together. But that is so exciting. That's really cool. I love yes. that. So, Tiffany, what advice and words of encouragement would you give to other aspiring and up and coming writers and authors? Well, like I had someone reach out to me yesterday
2: and she hasn't even put a single word on a piece of paper. And I was like, look, if you want to do it, you have to do it. Even if no one ever reads it, the healing that comes to you while you're writing it, while you're putting your heart and soul onto this paper, it's life changing. And if it's in you, it's something that needs, that wants to be birthed. It's something that wants to come out of you. And sure, it's scary but you have to just put that first word on paper like anything, like an artist who wants to paint or a singer who wants to sing. If you have the Mm -hmm. words inside of you, I've been talking to other authors, you know, been networking socially with all of these authors Mm -hmm. across the world, and they all say the same thing that most of the time it's just in your head. And you're Mm -hmm. literally replaying it over and over and over again. But once you put it on that piece of paper – and you can see it, it's life-changing because it's yours. And no one else can take that away from you, whether they like it mm-hmm. or they don't like it. I've even heard mm-hmm. authors who feel like they've arrived when they get a negative review. When they get something, somebody criticizing them, they're like, oh, I finally made it because I have criticism now.
0: And I'm like, <laughs> you know, that's
2: kind of a bad attitude. <laughs> like, you know, not... Mm-hmm. Realizing you're not going to please everybody. And, mm-hmm. and it's not, at least for me, it's not about making a New York Times bestseller or selling a million mm-hmm. copies. It's about
0: mm-hmm. doing what I
2: love because mm-hmm. I, I just find freedom. And mm-hmm. how many artists will paint a picture? And they may never show it in a gallery. Well while they're painting mm-hmm. that picture... If their soul mm. is just coming out of them into that art. just mm-hmm. process, that process is mm-hmm. therapeutic. That process is healing to their soul because I think that's what God does. He uses our talents for our own mm-hmm. benefit, and sure, maybe mm-hmm. someone else will benefit too. That is the hope. But if you mm-hmm. only do it for yourself, you at least have to try. hmm. And I want my that's kids such to great that advice. Too. Like. You know, if my Mm -hmm. kids can see that you persevere, you do it for yourself. If you're doing it for yourself, then everyone else's opinion doesn't matter. Your success doesn't matter. Your failure doesn't matter because you're doing it for you. Mm. I love
1: that. That's so good. That's (laughs) great, Tiffany. Yes, that's so great. Let's take a moment and have you shout out the three authors who support you. Well, you're one of them. You've been supporting me (laughs) since we met.
0: That's so funny. um, You got me there. Yeah,
2: yeah. So then there's Julie Canning. She's in Australia, all the way on the Mm. other side of the world, and she writes paranormal romance, and she's a Christian, and we just crazy, and she's a sci-fi fan, (laughs) so we just crazy connected. After I read her books and left her, her left her a review, just like I did you, and we've connected. We talk almost every day. So I have to send a shout-out to Julie Canning. I love – she's written three books. I'm a fan. I cannot wait for her fourth book to come out. But then there's Elle Marlowe. She's in Arizona,
0: a mm-hmm. romance
2: Western author. I picked up her book through one of the author groups I follow. She had posted it. And I was like, man, that just looks good. I like the picture. And sure enough, she's very authentic. She studies her Western history. And I fell in love. And she's got, like, I couldn't even count how many books she has. But she still didn't seem to have the exposure on these books. Like, well, she only has the five and six reviews on some of these books. And I was like, oh, I have to check them out. But she's constantly liking my stuff, sharing my stuff, both of them. And it's like, that's that's. Mm -hmm. blesses you when other authors are Mm -hmm. like, you know what, I see someone who took the time, let me take the time. Even just that simple like, when you have someone with a common interest, you hit like on their posts. It means the world. And I know probably by the time this airs, there will be others because I keep joining new social media groups. I keep meeting new people. I keep talking Mm -hmm. to new authors, which is so much fun because you're getting advice. You're, mm-hmm.
1: you're getting to
2: know them. You're seeing how much you have in common. It, it's really amazing. <laughs> it really is. Wow! But I wanted to shout it out is. to them
1: mm-hmm. and
2: thank them for their that's phenomenal
1: their support, even though we've never met. Hmm. Wow. That's phenomenal, Tiffany. Tell us about your ideas for future work.
2: Okay, so one of them is really dear to my heart. It will take me. It'll be one of those ones that you hear authors say they it took them years to write because it will involve some many family interviews. My grandparents, they're both gone. They were born over 100 years ago. My, my dad was born late in their life. So they had mm-hmm. this – I asked my dad, I said dad. So my dad grew up in this, they call it the edge of the world, Venice, Louisiana. It's the shrimping community of pretty much the country, of Louisiana. It's fallen off the face of the earth. There's hardly anything there. Well, my grandma was from this village, a German village in Indiana. And I was like, Daddy, how in the world did grandma end up over here married to this man in the middle of nowhere? And he told me that she had come to visit her brother, who was a Catholic priest and happened to be stationed there. And so it goes from mm. there. Now, it'll be loosely mm-hmm. based on a tr- loosely based on a true story cuz they're not here to confirm anything, and it'll mm-hmm. be interviewing my family, but I just thought, here's my grandpa with French background. Here's my grandma, full-blooded German immigrant. During World War II, where mm. they you know, they were married before World War II, but they lived through right. that as a German mm. and as a French Two people who fell in love Mm -hmm. in the middle of nowhere. So I want to make just a regular, you know, feel-good novel that tells their story, even though, like I said, it won't be full force true. It'll be, I will Mm -hmm. take liberties. I'm going to dedicate it to my family. And Mm. I'm really excited about that one. So that's Mm. it. But then the other thing I really want to do is, My favorite book of the Bible is Judges. I don't, Mm -hmm. since I was a little kid, even before I found Grace, I would read Mm -hmm. the book of Judges and soak it up. I never felt condemned Mm. reading it. I never Mm. saw God as an angry God when I was reading it. I just loved the book of Judges. And Greg preaches about Judges, and I love listening to him. And it was actually while listening to him, I was like, you know what? And historical fiction taken from the aspect of grace and breaking down each one of the judges and writing a story would
0: be Mm -hmm. awesome. So I would Mm -hmm. love,
2: love, love to do that. Take, probably have a different book for each judge and Mm. show it from the eyes of grace. What was going Mm. on in Israel? Mm -hmm. What was going on when that individual was judging? the Israelite, And so mm-hmm. I know that too will take time and research, but I'm excited about that and my journey with the father mm-hmm. and seeing what he saw and what he wanted us to see when the book of Judges was mm-hmm. written in the Bible. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so mm-hmm. those are totally different genres than what I'm writing right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: but I, wanna, yeah, I don't want to limit myself. I want to diverse myself and And I imagine I'm just starting out. I can't imagine what's going to come, what God's going to birth inside of me as I keep going.
1: You know what I'm saying? That's incredible. I agree. So speaking of God, obviously you are a woman of faith. Tell us about when you first believed in God and how has your spirituality and and faith impacted your writing and life, Tiffany? So I, I will tell people my memory,
2: my very first memory is my dad sitting by my bed, and it had to be, I had to be younger than four because I had my own room at the time, and my baby sister was born right after I turned four. But my dad would sit by my bed, and he would quote the 23rd Psalm every night, and that's my earliest memory because my parents did. They raised me in church.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. They were Catholic when I was born, but they left the Catholic church, I want to say, before I was even like six months old. And they found a faith church, you know, a faith-based church. And so I did grow up with a lot of works mentality. And I did. I did all of it, whatever I was told to do. You know, you have to tithe. You have to read your Bible so many minutes a day. You have to pray. You can't miss church. I mean, that was how I lived. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then when I was pregnant with my my oldest child, so that was in 2003,
0: Mm -hmm. I just
2: kept asking God. I was like, I just, I wasn't seeing the fruit that I was promised if I did all those works. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying?
0: You know, Mm
2: -hmm. if you get 10%, the windows of heaven are going to be open. And my debt equaled the tithe that I had given. It was like, what? Like, this doesn't make sense. And at first I was like, oh, I'm casting you down, Satan. Satan's talking to me. But it was God ruined <laughs> me the whole time. And it took me a while to figure it out. And even my mom, she was like, when I was trying to explain to her what I was feeling, she was like, well, maybe you want to read, check out E.W. Kenyon. He's way back from like the 1800s. And he had written a book called Two Cons of Righteousness. And I don't know if I agree with everything since my journey began. But at the time, Mm -hmm. it was exactly what my heart was crying for, that you have Mm -hmm. the righteousness that you work for, but then you have the righteousness Mm -hmm. that God gave you. And that set me on the path of, okay, maybe I should listen to this voice. Maybe it's not Satan. Maybe it's God Mm willing me. And Mm -hmm. so it's been a long process, a long process Mm -hmm. of, okay, I don't have to read my Bible every day, no matter what, for God to bless me. I mean, I had a pastor mm-hmm. tell me one time, it takes five years. You have to read your Bible every day without you fail for five years for you to understand God. <laughs> yeah, and I did. I did. I read it every day for five years. And when it came to the end, I was so heartbroken because I still felt so lost. And Mm -hmm. I I was like, what is wrong with me that I can't get, Mm -hmm. because I was looking for, I was looking for riches and I was looking for circumstances to be perfect. You know, the the same thing Mm -hmm. that so many of us grew up with and it took me forever to realize that's not it.
0: Like, Mm -hmm. I'll never
2: forget, I would tell my husband, God's never answered a single one of my prayers. Because, like, my circumstances mm. were never changed. It was never answered the way I thought it should be. And mm-hmm. when, I finally, when I finally met Greg, my sister, my baby sister, invited me to one of the Bible studies when he was doing Thursday Bible studies. And I walked mm-hmm. in there, and it was like, oh, my gosh, I just met someone whose heart is everything my heart has been crying. And mm. I, I was like, This is it. Now, I grieved. I grieved because I had done all this work. I'd given all this Mm -hmm. money. I'd given all this time. I had been raising my children like that. Mm -hmm. And I grieved and I mourned. And I was like, what? It it was a process because I felt like it was cleansing all of that stuff out of me to realize, Mm -hmm. oh, my gosh. God is so good. Does it matter if I sat on my knees? asking him to give me a new vehicle because my other one was broken and I didn't get a new vehicle, like, that's not what it was about.
0: Mm -hmm. It was about,
2: oh, God, you love me. and like, Mm -hmm. now I don't even think about, oh, God, can you give me this money? Can you give me this vehicle? Mm -hmm. Can,
0: Mm -hmm. uh,
2: you know, can you make me skinny? Can you make sure Mm -hmm. that this doesn't go wrong and this doesn't go wrong? Those aren't the things I pray anymore. And so Mm -hmm. now when I'm talking to God, I feel so free.
0: Mm -hmm. Like I can
2: put on a worship song, and before that worship song was me begging God for help.
0: Mm -hmm. Now I put
2: on the worship Mm -hmm. song, and all I see is Jesus. Mm
0: -hmm. I don't see Mm -hmm.
2: any of the things that before might have caused turmoil in my heart. Now I'm like, oh, I can put that song Mm -hmm. on. And I can sing to Jesus, and I can think only about Jesus. When before it was, all I saw was myself. And that was, oh, Mm -hmm. that was hell. It really was. Mm -hmm. It was a nightmare. I was Mm -hmm. so burdened. I was so depressed. Right. But now, you know, I don't care what I drive. I don't care what size house I have. I don't care how much money I have Mm -hmm. in my bank account. Mm -hmm. Because I have Jesus. And, Mm -hmm. oh, it's been amazing. So, like, mm, that's when I phenomenal. Read your book, I was like, oh, she's saying the same things my heart says. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. You know? Wow. That's incredible because, you know, always, I've, I wrote about a lot in my book, but I think, who knows, and maybe in another writing, I don't know when I'm going to start writing my next anything, but I do want to, I think I maybe want to go into even more detail with some of the stories from my life because you think to yourself, like, the last time, Tiffany, that I Fasted in the traditional sense of what we know from like food, you know, and all that stuff. Was the year bef- that I entered in, the year that I, the beginning of the year I entered into grace. So this was January 2012. I was in ministry school at the time, um, Avenue Revivalist Ministry School, which is an offshoot of Bethel Church in Reading. And so I was in ministry school, and we were going to take a trip up to Bethel, and literally, and from Southern California to Northern California. And I literally had fasted. Um, i had made it about 16 days with no solid food, and it's crazy because if you were to tell most people that, even people outside of the church, they'd be like, man, what spiritual discipline and willpower that you have, <laughs> but girls. I was so tormented during that time. I'm like, Lord Jesus. And it's so funny now when people yes. are like, well, do you believe in fasting? I'm like, yeah, I fast for three hours, and then I eat, and then I fast for another three hours, and I eat. They're like, that just <laughs> sounds like a regular eating cycle. I said, exactly. <laughs> yes. I said, these yes. days, what I fast from, I fast from depression, anxiety, panic, paranoia, inferiority, complex power, to try to be loved and supported. I said, that's what I'm fasting from 24-7.
2: Right, exactly I don't even know the last time I did that And it was always miserable Just yes. all of it I mean, prayer meetings Oh, I hated going to prayer meetings But yep. I went I was a beautiful Christian Yes, mm-hmm. yeah But now, like <laughs> If there was a prayer meeting I probably would enjoy it Because the whole time all I would do is see Jesus When before mm. it was Woe is me I have to pray for For my pastor, I have to pray for my family, I have to pray for the yeah. sick, I have to pray for the, you know, when now it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'll go into a prayer meeting like, Jesus, I just want to see you.
1: <laughs>
0: mm, and that's amazing. It would
1: probably be awesome.
0: But yeah,
1: and yeah. so I was super encouraged by your review of my book and just um, how much it touched you and then your video review. I was like, I'm posting both of these on my social media. And just (laughs) so thankful to you. And so share with me about what my brand-new book, Grace Made, My Journey to Love, Joy, and Healing, means to you and why it led you to writing the beautiful review and the stellar and posting the stellar Facebook Live video review. Well, when I picked it up to read it,
2: it's because I knew you were coming to town and I actually had – the time to come by, and I was like, well, let me see what her heart is before mm-hmm. I go hang out with everybody, and I was like, oh, I'll probably <laughs> only just get a few pages in, and I mm-hmm. opened it up, and I couldn't put it down because it did, it resonated with my heart. Sometimes I, I do have, I can put into words a great romance novel, but necessarily putting in the into words who Jesus is and how much he's touched mm-hmm. my heart. It doesn't always come as easily. And seeing you, reading your words, seeing what you had written, seeing what you had lived, it just spoke to my heart. I was like, yes, this is exactly what I'm always saying. This is what I'm telling Mm -hmm. my kids. This is what I'm trying Mm -hmm. to show them, the life that they live, you know, when when something doesn't go the way they want it to or when someone hurts them. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: I'm trying to show Mm -hmm. them. But wait a minute. That's not what it's about. I know they hurt you, mm. and I know it didn't feel good. But they're still loved too by God, mm-hmm. and their hurt came—the way they hurt you—came out of their hurt, and mm. your words just—it was everything that I think every single day. But I don't know how mm. to write it out. And so mm. when you read someone else, someone else's words, who mirror your own heart, it, it just it was beautiful and i actually had to go mm. to work that night and i so i was reading at work reading it at work i am blessed to get to read on the job
0: <laughs> and mm-hmm.
2: i was just going through the pages and i was highlighting in my it was on my kindle or, or my ipad mm-hmm. because you didn't have mm-hmm. it in paperback yet so i was highlighting everything and like in different colors too <laughs> it looks like a lovely <laughs> highlighter if you open up my ipad <laughs> with your book but I'm sharing it with my kids. I'm sharing your quotes with my kids, with some of their friends, with my sisters, mm. and everybody's loving it. So I just keep sending them these quotes that you have wow. because it speaks to all of us. It was mm. like a perfect word for for right now, for what we're going mm. through right now, for that that heart's cry that we are
0: valuable
2: because mm. that's what we all want. Yeah. We all want someone mm-hmm. to tell us we're loved. We all want someone to tell us we're good enough. And
1: that's what mm-hmm. your words
2: were telling me, that mm-hmm. we're good enough. Wow. We're valuable. Mm-hmm. We're loved. And we're beautiful mm-hmm. just as we are.
1: And God, sees mm-hmm. us.
2: that's my beloved, just as you
1: mm-hmm. are. Yeah. Right. And I wanted people to be able to see, too, Tiffany, like, the my different thought processes at different times in my life because oftentimes, especially if you're a very motivational, encouraging, inspirational person, if you're very positive, people tend to think that that's just you 24 7 or they think you don't deal with any challenges. A lot of times people can even and we can even be guilty of that, of showing our lives in only a certain perspective and I wanted people to see like, oh my gosh, well on this day she was actually feeling like this and then she also wrote this and, and experiencing, you know, the full depths of a human being and it's so the full dynamics of a human being. And it's funny because I remember my first counseling session I ever had with our pastor, Greg Henry. And this, I was just falling apart at the seams during this time, even though I'd already been walking in grace, but there was some really deep internal healing God was wanting to do in my heart from my childhood and from trauma. And that was obviously affecting my view on romantic relationships and just relationships in general. And I remember Greg telling me as I'm breaking down, you know, and crying during this counseling session. And, and he's like, he's like, Shadé, he's like, you're gonna find. He's like, you're gonna open up and share about these things, and you're gonna find out one day. There's he's like, you're gonna find out so many people are like you and can relate to your story. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to open up about any of this. I was like, literally crying. I'm like, I cannot see myself talking about this and opening up about this. Because a lot of times, especially with the journal entries and even some of the other parts and the untitled things, you're just writing. You know what I mean? You're not necessarily a writing for other people's con- consumption or for them to receive. And so it's just so funny. And then here we are, fast forward. That was. September 2018, and then fast forward, here we are in, you know, May 2021, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, and then you're hearing so many people that message me and say, you don't know how much I can relate to this, or even I used to think love was like this, and then now seeing love is actually really like this, and you sharing your heart, and so it's just so funny to see how God can bring us, you know, um, through something and, and help us to really um, thrive, and you you wouldn't even have seen it when you were in the situation, you know? Right.
2: Yeah. Um, if somebody would have told me so all that I know now, twenty years mm-hmm. ago, I wouldn't have listened. I, I wouldn't mm-hmm. have heard it. I was mm-hmm. like, I rebuke you, Satan, because that was just that was the point I was <laughs> in. But the whole yeah. time, God was wooing my heart. Like, mm. I think if I would have gotten for, I would still be in that that works mentality, and I would have worshipped mm-hmm. my works like oh i have all of this because i did this there would have been no god factor there would have been no need for jesus and mm-hmm. now it's like i don't have to think about oh what it, you know what am i going to do about this like at a point in my life where my kids are costing quite a bit of money when mm-hmm. 10 years ago i would not have been able to afford anything that they need and now it's like, mm. I don't even have to think about it. I'm like, they come home and they're like, oh, mom, graduation costs is $300. I'm like, okay, when do you need it? Like,
0: mm. it,
2: and I don't even think, oh, God, how are you going to, you know, that was like grocery money. When before that was how mm. I lived, just constantly mm. plagued by thinking. And I, I don't feel like anything has changed dramatically, like circumstance-wise for me, but my mind has changed. Like yeah, i are living I'm
1: just from like, an abundance belief system. Right,
2: yeah. Like my mind's just like, okay, God, you're the one taking care of my kids, not me. And mm. it's so much peace. When before, I think that was part mm-hmm. of the reason I couldn't sleep because I was always like, mm. okay, when am I going to pray tomorrow? Where do I have, I mean, there were days when you went to church for something six nights a week. And it was like you never had time for your family. You never had time to do anything. And you were exhausted. But like I said, during that time, I would not have heard what I hear now. And
0: mm-hmm. I know God That's
2: powerful, had, had patience and wooed me and brought me to the place I am now where, oh, I just see you, mm-hmm. Jesus. I don't see anything mm-hmm. else but you. Now I'm not saying mm-hmm. sometimes you don't have a bad day. <laughs> right, right. You still have bad days. But, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it doesn't your your depression and you're looking at that situation it disappears much faster
1: <laughs> than mm-hmm. it would have you, yeah there's the the bounce back is much faster, yeah, definitely yeah. Right. So what I'd like to talk about, Tiffany, is, and you share this in your testimony, and it's so beautiful. Um, let's talk about comparison and inferiority complexes in the body of Christ and why this is so dangerous.
2: Well, I mean, we're, if we are comparing yourself to somebody else, and I think that might have been the quote I shared with the kids today, was if you're comparing yourself self to someone else, then the world doesn't get to see the real you. It was something like that. Um, I'm just paraphrasing it, but it -hmm. had to do with that. I think that's kind of ironic. But, um, you know, if I compare myself to my husband, he does everything different than I do. And when I compare Mm -hmm. myself to him, then I'm depressed because Mm. I'm not doing things the way he would do it. I'm finding fault with the way I'm doing things because all of a sudden I'm thinking that the way he does everything is better than the way I do it. And I start to judge myself and criticize myself, and I feel inferior. And I've had to do that a lot of times. Like, it, you know, he's a he can do anything with his hands. So there will be times when I'm trying to put something together and he's not around, and I feel, like, inadequate. I feel like, oh, I can't do it because he's so good at this. But then I persevere and I keep doing it, talk myself up, and I'm like, no, I can do this. I don't need him here to do it. I can do it. You know, it might be something simple like putting a desk together. (laughs) And I get the desk put together and I'm like, "Eh, I can do it. I didn't need to have his Mm. hands and his skills to do it. I can Mm -hmm. read directions. I can do it. So you have these things all the time, like my kids comparing themselves, oh, well, you know she looks like this and I look like that. And I'm like, you're supposed to look different. We're supposed to be different. But when we do, when we compare ourselves like that, it's exactly like your quote said, the people don't get to know the real you. And okay. that is that danger of becoming like everyone else. We don't want to all be like everyone else
0: because mm-hmm. everyone else is
2: going to add something good to the mix. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just like my husband's skills He can add so much good stuff to the mix Where I'm looking at something And I'm like um, That doesn't look possible <laughs> But mm, he can look at it and mm. be like Oh no we can take care of that We can make that work And then together mm-hmm. we have made something beautiful Because I can help him But mm. I don't know if I'm talking in circles It is dangerous to compare yourself I do find mm-hmm. Even when I compare myself And I think I'm better than someone else then I'm getting angry at the other person. And that's dangerous mm-hmm. too. Because mm-hmm. if I think I've got it better, I've got it under control, they're not doing a good job, then I start to get bitter, resentful, and I have to watch that because that's not cool either. <laughs> not at all. You don't want to mm-hmm. ever think you're better than somebody.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, they may do it differently.
2: Mm-hmm. Maybe, Maybe they've had a lot on their mind and... They forgot to do the things they needed to do. You just never know what Mm -hmm. it is. But when you start saying, oh, well, I always do it right, and I always do it like this, that's a whole nother dangerous ground. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's so true, Tiffany.
1: I I love that. Yes, you understood it perfectly. And the the quote is, when we compare ourselves to others, we rob ourselves and others of seeing the real us, or you rob others of seeing the real you.
2: Yep, and so, that's exactly the that. one I copied and sent to everyone, like, literally 10 minutes before I called you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's yeah. so funny. we are in sync, girl. So, yeah. Tiffany, is there anything else you'd like to discuss or share before we wrap up this special episode of the Shade Champagne Show?
2: Um, I don't think so. I've had so much fun talking to you. It, it is sad that we're on totally different sides of the world, but I know it's a necessary <laughs> thing. <laughs> It just makes getting together so much more
1: fun. <laughs> That's true. And who but, knows yeah. what God has in store? Cause I'm, I may live in Southern California now, but I don't know what my life is going to hold in the future, but I know it's going to be fun and exciting. And so I'll be coming back to visit y'all again in the fall after the hot weather, <laughs> finish it. after the hot weather yeah. is over. So around September, I'll be coming back down to visit.
2: That's awesome. And, and, you know, so I'm going to let the cat out the bag because I was given permission today for the go-ahead. Okay. I wasn't given permission to announce it. <laughs> I was given permission mm-hmm. for the go-ahead. So Greg's sermons are all written down. And since I mm-hmm. know how to put it all into book format, he's given permission for us to start doing that. And so I have, there's three people in the church who have his notes from the beginning and we're gathering mm-hmm. them together, and we're going to start putting them in book form wow. so that you can just read his notes. And wow. I was like, I'm really excited about that. And Greg doesn't wow, have to do any exciting. work except except just say, oh, yeah, that's great. Since it's already written, all we have to do is just mm-hmm. put it in that format. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, I know it'll be a few months before the first one actually comes out it'll probably have to be several volumes because it's over however mm-hmm. many years he's been preaching but yeah i was in bible study last week and i was like i need this in a book i need, I need to to be able to wow. open my ipad and flip through the pages or i need to have a paperback in my hand that i can highlight and go back and forth yes. yep and yeah so i'm said so happy this is great
1: because she, yeah. yes he she doesn't had the time, you know, um, at this present moment to be able to do that. And so how awesome is it that we are able to do that for him? And so oh, that's great news. Thank you for sharing that with us. Woohoo Yes. Yes.
2: So everybody be <laughs> out on the lookout for for Pastor Greg Henry's sermon notes coming soon. <laughs> but, yeah.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for sharing that big news with us, Tiffany. So please tell us how people can contact you for interviews, book signings, et cetera, and keep updated social media.
2: So I am pretty much on almost all of the social medias that I know of, but I try to go by, I go by Tiffany Ann Books whenever it's available. And so you can find me on Facebook, Tiffany Ann Books. It's A-N-N. Um, I'm on Instagram. It's actually Tiffany underscore books. And I'm on Twitter. I am on TikTok now. My my youngest is getting me on in the know on TikTok. I do have a YouTube okay. channel, Tiffany Ann Books, because I have trailers for each one of my books wow. that I'm quite proud of. My amateur self <laughs> figured out how to make yes. them and I'm pretty proud of them. I do have a podcast since and- I'm not quite in the stage of it going to Audible. That's not in my budget at the moment. So I have been reading Mm -hmm. them for a podcast. So you can find me on pretty much any podcast. Just look for the Soulmate Call series. And Mm -hmm. I'm almost through reading with book one. I read Mm -hmm. like a chapter or two in each one. I do some reviews on there sometimes. I give author tips sometimes. But mostly I'm just reading the book. Most of my stuff is Facebook because I'm just a Facebook girl.
0: Mm -hmm. That's my generation, Mm -hmm. I guess.
2: But um, I am on Goodreads because Goodreads is the main platform, social platform for writers. So I've been Mm -hmm. learning how to use that. But it's still, you find me as Tiffany Ann or Tiffany Ann Books. My series is the Soulmate Call series. I'm really good about answering my messages. I love talking. To readers, to writers, to anyone mm-hmm. who has questions. You know, I am a night owl, so I will answer questions pretty much any time of day. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but yeah, it's Wonderful. it's been so much fun just meeting people and talking to them and answering questions. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Well, thank
1: you so much, Tiffany, and for being on the Sade Champagne Show. You are a phenomenal, tremendous, extraordinary woman and creative. I'm looking forward to start reading your books and continuing to support your work. Thank you so much for supporting me and just for being who you are. Thank you so much to everyone who tuned in to this brand-new episode of the Sade Champagne Show on Grindhard Radio and 57WLLE.net, the beat of the city in Raleigh, North Carolina. We will be back soon with a brand-new episode. I'm Sade Champagne.
0: Welcome to my show. I'm Sade Champagne. Where we train. Where we dream. And lift each other up on am Champagne Love is the answer Grace is way. the way Champagne We're anchored in hope The Chai de Champagne Show And we keep the faith Entertainment Education Inspiration